Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 32. That's right. The Carl Malone, the mailman of podcast. The Carlos. OJ, the OJ, the glove didn't fit Simpson of podcast. The magic Urban Johnson of podcast. Or you can have today and today only the Shaquille the Diesel, the Shactus, the Big Aristotle. We're bringing to you the Shaquille O'Neal of podcast on episode 32 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts pod. Fellas, are we shacked in a fool tonight or are we going all in? A little of both. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to use Shaq the next several weeks, aren't you? Uh, he's he's rolling, man. He's good yeah, until, th- until 35. And then that's we gotta- good. All right. We, we skip one at 35, and we bring him back at 36 when he was with the Celtics. So we got a Ugh. month of Shaq, of, uh, Shaq pods. <laughs> Y'all are lucky. Um, well, for our loyal listeners out there, you, you recognize these uh, Barry Manilow tones coming to you. Your host, Logan Bryant, Matthew David Hickman, Christopher, Sexy Boy, Colette. Good nickname. <laughs> <laughs> or any, any of the Shawn Michaels theme music uh, playing every time I'm on the pod. Little sports nuts and beer guts. Guys, social distancing is a thing that I had never heard of until about a month ago. How are we doing socially distancing ourselves? Um, we are surviving. I think uh I think my poor wife's gonna go nuts. Uh <laughs> Same. Not being able to leave the house. Um, yeah, I'm. I am not working from home. My job won't really isn't really set up for that. Um, so just taking new precautions within that. It's it's uncharted territory, fellas. Things we have not done before. So well, we are surviving and advancing. <laughs> I have two young kids, and I could work from home but I would get no work done. So I drive 15 minutes to my office to where we don't allow anybody in or anybody out just so I can actually get work done. Um, but yeah, social distancing, it's, it's a little odd. Um, it's, uh, it's a little weird. I hope it works. Chris, are you officially distanced from everybody socially? Uh, I'm about to be uh, on an unscheduled vacation for two weeks. <laughs> Where I'm stuck at home, uh, there's about a 100% chance uh, at some point during that time, I'm going to tell the wife to go to West Tennessee to see her family because I'm over her and the kids. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know if I can take two straight weeks of being home pretty much 24 seven with, with two kids and a wife. I, it's not for me. So other than that, yeah, it is what it is. I hate people in general, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of miss people whenever I'm stuck with a three-year-old 24-7. So. Well, boys, if anything, uh, this whole social distancing has produced some pretty epic memes. Uh, my favorite one out there is all these homeschool moms uh, keep posting, um, you know, I know you've been trying to teach my kid this common core math for a decade, but their homeschool teacher is about to teach them how to carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gets me every time. Well, guys, there's mass panic out there. Um, the market is tanking like I've never seen it before. But every time I drive past a grocery store, uh, convenience store, Walmart, whatever, parking lot is packed. Did you guys stock up? Are you prepared? Is there anything you decide to buy in bulk, Hickman? So, no. Not, not, not really. But the the one thing I do have a full on supply of that my wife texted me. I was getting some supplies for work last week, right before the hysteria set in. That being said, the line at Sam's was ridiculous, and she just texted me, "Hey, while you're there, make sure and get snacks for the kids." So you, know you can uh, check it on the app, right? Uh, yeah, but can as you go, oh, I was lifesaver for all our listeners place out to there. do that. So Chris was already adept at social distancing. It sounds like. Chris was taking um, jobs before it was cool. It's true. Automation. <laughs> no, but I have a bulk supply of individual packs of veggie straws. Oh, I like well, veggie straws. Well set up, guys. Good call. Chris, what are you stocked up on? Um, I wasn't sure. My wife does probably 90% of the grocery shopping at our house. 
So I went and opened the cabinet door. We have enough uh, little mac and cheese cups Ooh. to last a good long while. Uh, full disclosure, my kid eats one to two a day, so that <laughs> it may not last as long as it looks like, but we have a cabinet full of mac and cheese in there. So, Well, unfortunately for Summer and I, we were talking today, and we are confident we have already eaten all of our rations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... We have quarantined in the house, and I think we have eaten everything that we thought we were gonna. It was going to last us for a while, but the good thing is we still have a full liquor cabinet. So we, <laughs> we did manage to go to the liquor stores. There was a little fear they were going to close, so the wife sent me to to stock up, and we are we are full of beverages, um, but not much food. So one of us is going to have to brave a grocery store at some point this week, and it's not going to be pretty. Um, <laughs> But we're not going to be doom and gloom. I don't expect this episode to be full of the breaking news that last week's episode was. That crazy episode. I mean, I'll remember that one for a while. Um, The phone just kept buzzing. Um, But I did want to mention some good news before we get before we get too far into this. The NFL draft is still on in Vegas. Um, Good thing. I'm happy about it. The NBA League Pass is now free for everybody. You just got to sign up um, on the League Pass. They've got season-long recaps for the last forever. You can watch classic games, all that fun, all that fun stuff. Um, so NBA League Pass out there for anybody that needs it. But, guys, I think that there are a couple of sports out there that are really missing out. Explain to me, Chris, why we're not watching NASCAR zoom around a track with no fans uh, in the stands. I, I don't have a good answer for you. Uh, it has it probably has to do with the travel because they travel. Uh, uh, it, the, the logistics of the travel probably is the reason. But I, I assume the next sport you're going to say is golf because that's another sport you could. Uh, it's the same issue. It's the travel. It has nothing to do with the actual sport. It's just getting from one place to the other. Uh, but the thing about NASCAR is they drive everywhere. They do drive everywhere. <laughs> And I'm thinking, like, NASCAR, you all could set all-time ratings records on TV because people have nothing else to watch. They're, I mean, people are watching Marbles Race on YouTube right now. Um, hey, that was that was exciting. <laughs> that blue marble was cheating from the get-go. Though. Had to be. <laughs> I had my money on the Black Knight, number six right there. Finish second place. <laughs> Distant second. But, guys, we got some NFL free agency to talk about. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Rick Patino this week. Uh, we're even going to mention, uh, some CDC recommendations about shaving beards. Uh, and if we agree with that or not. So guys, let's start off with the NFL free agency that NFL, for whatever reason, they are just plugging straight ahead. Their season is not changing. They went ahead with free agent, excuse me, with free agency. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the head coach, for the Houston Texans is also the general manager. <laughs> and he decided that he was going to trade Mr. Hopkins for a Wendy's frosty Hickman. Was this a good deal or not for the Cardinals? <laughs> <laughs> so let me get right. this straight. The Cardinals got, um, Deandre Hopkins and, uh, no. s- yeah. and what, uh, Fourth round pick. Fourth round, yeah. Mm-hmm. David Johnson uh, in a second. Okay, <laughs> Chris, if this was fantasy football, would this trade be vetoed or not? Um, I am the king of fantasy football trade grades. I gave one F minus this year, and I would be giving somebody <laughs> else an F minus on that one. Uh, Cause some controversy. I don't think this would cause any controversy whatsoever. Uh, funny enough, David Johnson was part of the F minus trade. <laughs> I mean, O'Brien clearly did not talk to anybody else because every other team has a better offer than David Johnson, right? And David Johnson was negative value. You have a arguably washed up running back making twelve million dollars. Uh, yeah, terrible. Uh, like that does not improve anything. And to see what was it twenty four hours later, Stephon Diggs went to the Bills for a first and three garbage picks. picks. Yeah. <laughs> That was a better haul than DeAndre Hopkins. I and mean, we all know who the better wide receiver is there. 
Mm-hmm. And the Texans don't need a running back. Like, I they, don't oh. understand. Hickman. They just traded a third rounder for Duke Johnson uh, <laughs> last year. They also traded a, like, it was, it was like a seventh round pick for Carlos Hyde. I thought uh, they picked, I thought he was cut. I thought the Chiefs. Was he cut? cut him. He could have been cut. I don't know. Uh, either way, they gave, you know, no assets to acquire Carlos Hyde, who had a good season. A thousand and, yard back, I think. Right, right. And, I mean, we know that, that running backs can be acquired for next to nothing. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense. And let, I mean, the only running back it would could conceivably make any sense for this to work is somebody like, you know, Ezekiel. Caffrey. Even, even him. I, yeah. But, but Saquon with four years left on a contract, maybe. It, there you <laughs> yeah. go. There's only a handful of people that we don't just shake our heads at. And David Johnson at twelve million is not one of those. Not one of those guys. My gosh. gosh. I mean, the Texans don't have a first round pick this year. They traded next year. They traded Hopkins. They still don't have a first round pick. I just don't get it. Oh, um, well, uh, well, crazy. Go ahead, Hickman. Well, I was saying. I mean, they're just for some reason they've been the kings of these trades where they don't get an equitable value because you know, Kenny Stills. Their their best trade was for Tunstall. That was their best uh, one, and that was bad. Right, right. The kid two, two first, two first, oh, and they still gosh. they still have to sign Tunstall to a contract. And Tunstall knows that he has all the leverage on this one. Like Tunstall's going to get twenty something million dollars. <laughs> and you better believe that sunk cost does not equate to old Bill O'Brien. <laughs> all right, now Devil's Advocate, is there any way? Hopkins has the COVID-19 and he's going to give it to all the Cardinals and that's why they traded him. A different conference, so no. Yeah, no, if you if you're no. going to do that, you, you send him to you send him to Indy or Tennessee. Uh, this is kind of crazy. Um they signed Randall Cobb to replace DeAndre, or DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, also <laughs> um, Hopkins cap number was 11 million. Randall Cobb's cap number is 9 million. <laughs> and I'm I, a big Randall Cobb fan. Uh, he was washed his, when he left Green Bay. His best days were five years ago. Like he is, uh, he's a I journeyman. Mean, Hop- at worst, Hopkins is what the fifth best receiver in the NFL. Yes. At worst, yeah. At worst, yes. I mean, yeah. he's been All Pro the last three years, yeah. so that it, means he's better than top five. Well, that's why I said at at worst. Like you can possibly yeah. make an argument for four other guys, but if you're, if you're if you're Watson, Deshaun Watson right now, what what are you saying to yourself? You're curled up in the ball crying. Like you know you're gonna get hit seventy times a year. Uh they just got rid of your little safety net and DeAndre or DeAndre Hopkins. I, I don't know what Watson. if I I'm Watson, I'm like, Hey, I ain't playing football for y'all anymore. Trade me. I would I would be that adamant. I might even be like, send me to Miami. Go get your picks back that you yeah. traded for Tonsil and I thought he was a top five fantasy quarterback going into last year. I don't know if I'll have him in the top twenty going into next year. I I mean, when your best best weapon is Will, I'm always hurt Fuller, <laughs> uh, or Kenny Stills or Randall Cobb. Yikes! Is all I can say. David Johnson's gonna you know, turn back the clock as so many running backs do. <laughs> I mean. Right. Kyler Murray, on the other hand, signed me up for that year good. too. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, speaking of quarterbacks, we've had several. I can't remember a year when we've had this many starters that have changed hands. We'll start off with the one everybody's been talking about for the last couple days. Uh, the Chicago Bears signed Nick Foles. Traded. Traded for. <laughs> or traded for Nick Foles. Hickman, how much better did the Bears get with Nick Foles? Remember the old Madden ratings when they give a team an overall rating? The Bears before this trade were a 75, and now they're like a 75.5. <laughs> Fair. He's, I think he raises the floor from Trubisky, and there is a scenario where things go right and Foles is starting a playoff game at home. I think uh, he has the same floor. You get benched for Gardner Minshew, I mean. Have you seen that dude's mustache? Of course he got Ooh. benched for Gardner Minshew. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but he does increase the ceiling. I think he goes from like a, a 75 to 76. So yeah. I give him a little more credit. So yeah. I mean, same page, got, though. 
he's got weapons in that offense and a heck of a defense. He doesn't have to force a whole lot. I mean, I, I see a scenario where this could work. It's it's so odd. I mean, there's once in a while you have these quarterbacks that have these magical playoff runs, and it's his his in eighteen and and um, Flacco Flacco in in twelve are just. I mean, they got paid off of them, and they were incredible. I mean, those two playoff runs rivaled what Montana in '89 is just incredibly good. It's nuts. I don't remember Montana in 89, but I'm going to take your word for it, Hegman, because you are not wrong when it comes to NFL stats. Fact. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. The one who everybody's wanting to talk about, for real, Tom Brady. Chris, why did he sign with the Bucks? I I don't know. I guess because they have two weapons at wide receiver in Evans and Godwin. Uh, they're in a warm climate. Everybody wants to retire to Florida. Um. In hindsight, I'm kicking myself for not seeing Tampa as even an option. Uh, Tampa's defense did come on at the end of last year. I think uh, Todd Bowles is a hell of a defensive coordinator. Uh, So I like what Tampa's doing. I just think Brady's on that pretty steep decline. Uh, I could be wrong. So I wonder, though, like, does he realize I've seen all these things where basically his people are trying to leak out that they may sign in Antonio Brown. Does he realize the weapons that they have down there? And then two, Hickman, does he have the arm to throw the deep ball to Mike Evans four or five times a game? No, he doesn't. Oh, um, he, he I, can throw the deep ball. But see, he just can't wonder, throw it on a line. It's, like it's not an out pattern either. Yeah, he can't throw the out pattern. So <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, he, but he I, can just chuck it long. He's he's good at that. Yeah, but I worry though. I mean, we saw when Peyton Manning when his arm when it died that it thing was never was good. Idol. But yeah, yeah. Arm strength was never his thing. It's uh, when it cratered, it cratered. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Go ahead. I was going to ask. So, if you're Tom Brady, why do you leave the Patriots? I mean, it's been rumored for a couple years, but what, what, what is it? So, I think this just like the only thing I can figure out is that this validates all these rumors that in 2014, Belichick was done with him. He wanted to move on. He wanted Jimmy G as the quarterback, and there's always been, you know, a bit of um, animosity there where Belichick and Brady each wanted to prove that they were they were the reason for the success and it's sort of late for us to figure that out but we're going to get a glimpse of it um, if if Belichick can go win 12 with with Jarrett Stidham then I think we got a pretty good answer it's not going to happen <laughs> they're going to find somebody else to play quarterback there in New England but uh, I think it just validates those those rumors and the the you know swirling of of discontent and um, you know bad blood in the air in in Boston. I do have one one funny thing to add. Somebody on Twitter was talking about the reasons why Tom chose Tampa over, I guess, the Chargers, and he said proximity to New England. Does this guy know where the hell Tampa Bay is? Like, that's an honest question. The guy that tweeted that, I was like, um, yeah, you're just gonna hop in the car, drive two hours, you're there. I mean, that's <laughs> a leap. He doesn't hop the car and drive. His his private jet gets him there quicker. Yeah, but that's still a lengthy, even on a private jet, that's still a pretty lengthy flight. It's also also the same time zone. It is the same time zone. I don't know what that matters, but (laughs) that's what he said. It's like same same time zone. uh, If you're Tom Brady and you're eating avocado ice cream and you're looking at every single thing about your body's, you know, how, how your body ticks, then time zone matters. I think what matters the most, there is no state income tax in Florida. There's a stupid income tax in California and one just as uh, almost as high up there, uh, New Jersey. Vegas Um, doesn't have a state income tax. Vegas also doesn't have a hotel that's open right now either, Chris. Fact. But they do have Marcus Mariota. (laughs) Ah! Is Mariota going to start, Hickman, in Vegas? He eventually starts. Derek Carr's terrible. Oh, okay. That's why I had that Hickman first. Yeah, we knew Chris. <laughs> I don't necessarily think Marcus is that is that good. I just think Carr's that bad. Fun fact: um, a couple years ago, me and the wife went to Hawaii, and as we land, they put those little um, flower lays on you. The guy puts one on me, asked me, you know, where we were from. I said Tennessee, and he pulls me aside, stops putting lays on everybody, pulls me aside, and says. Do you know Marcus Mariota? And I was like, oh, like the Titans quarterback? He's like, yeah, have you ever met him? I'm like, no, man. Like, 
How small do you think Tennessee is? I'm like, our state's a little bigger than yours. And not like nobody would assume if you knew if somebody in Hawaii that they would have met. I mean, there's eight islands or whatever there is out there. But I just love that he was like, do you know uh, Marcus Mariota? Have you ever talked to him? Like, no, man. <laughs> By all, all accounts, Marcus is one of the nicest guys in the NFL. Uh, so I do wish him well. I didn't work out in Tennessee, but I hope it does uh, in yeah, Vegas. You got to wish him well. I just I, who I feel sad for is that dude the the Titan super fan that wears the pineapple stuff. Oh, uh, what's he gonna do? What's he doing? Aloha, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers have decided they're moving on from Cam. Uh, supposedly, it was a mutually decided trade agreement. Cam seems to think it was not so mutual on his side as he posted to Instagram that he never asked for, did not want to trade. Um, so that relationship seems to have soured. And the Panthers decided to cement that by signing Teddy Ribeye. Hickman, did the Panthers get better or worse with Teddy Ribeye? First of all, I need somebody to explain why we call him Teddy Ribeye. Chris, I think he, you should do that. Because he looks like a ribeye, right? Oh, um, back whenever he was getting drafted, I was pretty adamant. Good old Teddy Bridgewater would be the number one pick of the draft. Uh, so sure of it. I bet McClure Boyd a, a bone-in ribeye from Roos Chris that he was going to be the number one pick. <laughs> Turns out he was not the number one pick. I believe that was Jadavion Clowney. Um, so just so it happened to be in Charlotte where I paid up my bet for bone-in mm-hmm ribeye at Roos Chris. So that's why we call him Teddy Ribeye. Which you never should have done because that same McClure Boyd still owes me a ribeye. (laughs) From how many years ago? At least six years ago. I I don't don't even remember what the bets was about. Uh, It was that I would beat him in fantasy football one year. (laughs) He finished like third one year and thought he was awesome and destined for greatness and I bet him that I would beat him the next year. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, do the, do the Panthers get better? Um, I mean, who they start last year? Kyle Allen or something. Kyle like that. Allen. I, I I knew it was somebody named Allen. So yeah, they're they're better. Um, Cam has not been Cam since since the Super Bowl Fifty. I since mean, he's dressed like Corella Deville. Well, now that was a bit more alarming. <laughs> Had to hire Horace and Jasper to do his bidding. Uh, <laughs> Good, good name recall, Hickman. That's impressive. Uh, thanks, appreciate it. That was that was one of my favorites as a kid. I mean, you haven't watched that in twenty years. It's true. My kids watched it a couple of days ago, but I was oh. not there for it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so Cam's not been the same in, in in some time since that Super Bowl where Von Miller, you know, got in his head and wrecked him. Um, Cam's ceiling at his prime is among the highest we've ever seen at quarterback, but we're not close to it anymore. Um, Bridgewater. I've always liked him. He's a good dude. I think he'll do well. I think the Panthers get better. Honestly, the bigger question is what happens with cam. Is he, is he done or does he have some sort of like 2.0 career renaissance like Kurt Warner? Out of the question, highly unlikely, but yeah, I think at this point, cam's best scenario is get his body healthy and then yeah. sign with a playoff content, like a playoff. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't team. it be just wait for an injury? Yeah, like you, you wait for somebody who's for an injury. Like when Roethlisberger who, gets hurt. <laughs> so you, you find you a playoff, find a playoff team whose quarterback goes down, um, and you bring in a healthy Cam Newton. With I mean, a I, chip think, on his I think after week two, the Redskins will be calling because Dwayne Haskins is garbage. Oh, he's yeah. All, but- Hey, hey it it's because he's dyslexic and doesn't know how to read. <laughs> True story. So last week you were talking about a guy who was, wait, wait, wait. Uh, the Jameis was, was he colored? No, he wasn't colorblind. Oh, what was his yeah, impairment? He was, he was blind. <laughs> he had to get LASIK. Oh, he just couldn't see. He had to have LASIK. <laughs> Man, uh, if you there want are a ton a of, a- of, of Jameis Winston trying to squint to see something. So I think there could be something <laughs> behind it. <laughs> Well, if I you love want a hot the, tip on something with the quarterback, Logan Bryant has it. Oh, I got their eyes down. I love the uh, all the, all the memes out there that Tampa Bay decided to get uh, make Jamison get his eyes fixed so he could see Tom Brady sign his contract. Oh, <laughs> um, 
We got one more big big quarterback move. Philip Rivers has signed with the Colts. Chris Collette. How good does this make Indy going from my boy Jacoby Brisket to Philip Rivers? It changes absolutely nothing. Um, if this trade was made three years ago, I would be scared as a Titans fan. Since this is made in 2020, uh, I'm excited. Like bring on the Philip Rivers era in Indy. Uh, the guy has no arm strength left. Like we talk about Tom Brady's arm strength just going to nowhere. I mean. Philip Rivers is freaking shot putting passes to Keenan Allen that are getting intercepted by players. He looks terrible. Uh, I hope I'm right on this. I'm not eating just eating crow on this one, but I'm glad that he's an Indy. Couldn't couldn't have picked a better quarterback. Hickman, uh, who's the first? Have. Who's the first wide receiver that Philip Rivers yells at in Indy? Oh my gosh! Well, Donald Brown's not there, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I promise you, he yells at T.Y. Hilton for for nothing, for being for, probably he's going to yell at T.Y. Hilton for not being as tall as Keenan Damn, Allen and Chris Chambers, and so Vince far. Jackson, and and all these other tall guys you should throw to Antonio Gates. That's his first <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, guys, how do you all feel about what your team has done in free agency? As a Bengals fan, we have yet to trade Andy Dalton. I would like to at least get something for him, but we may not. Um, he's not starting. We need to give him a chance to go somewhere else. We did add a uh, we did add a nose guard, which is good. We're beefing up the the defense there. But guys, we do not even have five starters on the offensive line right now on the roster. Um, I would love for us to uh, manage to get a competent <laughs> offensive line for whichever quarterback we are hopefully going to draft that will play for us uh, in the NFL draft. I, I assume it's Joe Burrow, but the rumors scare me a little bit. We need, we need an, we need an offensive line. We need Joe Burrow and we need AJ green to show up. So Bengals have finally started spending money, but we still got a whole lot of question marks for a two win team last year. Hickman, you're in the division. Are you, are you happy with what the Steelers have done? So they've not done much. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. They signed a Watt to play fullback, cut their other fullback. Um, their defensive tackle signed a record, not a record, but he's, Chris told me, highest, highest paid, paid nose, nose tackle. tackle. Yeah. Okay. They let Mark Barron go, which was a good idea. The Steelers never make splashy free agent moves. They, they never who, have. And they Who is Mark Barron? So he was a first-round draft pick by the Bucks years ago. He as a safety got traded to the Bears. He's always he was a safety from Alabama. He's like a box, box safety, yeah, a tweener, yeah. And he's always been like uh, he just never lived up to his potential. And he was just a guy in Pittsburgh. So the Steelers' defense was really good last year. But um, I and Ramon Foster, their longtime guard, former Tennessee Vol, retired. Sorry to see you go, Ramon. He was a stalwart for a long time. Um, so I have said for a while what I want the Steelers to do is is have a competent backup quarterback because Roethlisberger always gets hurt, and I would like them to make some famous, move. Famous Winston it is. Sure, Ooh. sure. Could, I would you Im- <laughs> could you imagine the bar scene with Roethlisberger <laughs> and Winston in Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's always that thing about Roethlisberger not enjoying mentoring anyone. That might change with old Jameis showing up. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'd like them to, to get a reliable slot receiver and a, um, a safe a, – Fail safe at quarterback. Somebody that if Andy Dalton, I'd be thrilled. Somebody that can come in and you know is not going to lose you a game because they sure have don't not ever you, done that. Don't you dare take the red rifle. I'd be thrilled. It'd be great. I hope he sabotages your team forever if he does. <laughs> Chris, I have no idea what the Titans have done. Uh, they haven't done much really. Uh, I was going to say I'm pr- pretty pleased with it, and then they traded Jarrell Casey. Yeah, what uh, about that? Uh, just a straight up salary dump. He was making about thirteen million dollars. Uh, uh, really, he's a good player, good teammate, good locker room guy. But as players hit thirty, they go downhill. So I guess I understand trading him. Although that was very painful. Uh, it'll depend on what they use that thirteen millions for. If they if they do nothing else and just got rid of Casey for no reason, I'll be pissed. But if they sign Jadavion Clowney or something like that, I'd be like, okay, I kind of understand. So, 
Makes sense. Guys, we got a couple chug sipper tor- or poor topics coming at you here. Um, first one, been highly debated over the over the last uh, last week or so. Hickman, do you think the NCAA should release a, a bracket, uh, a, a March Madness tournament bracket? Should they release it? It would just make me more sad that I'm not watching the March Madness. So <laughs> it's not going to do any good. I don't care if, if Duke was going to get a, what seed they were going to get. I, my only point of curiosity is how East Tennessee State would have fared if they would have gotten a, an 11 seed, a 10 seed, a 13 seed. Uh, but no, it's not going to do any good to release it. It just makes me even more sad. So I guess part of the people that the push for uh, for a bracket is several coaches have uh, Bonuses. payouts, bonuses yeah. in their contracts for making the tournament. Um, Chris, how do you feel about them not releasing a bracket? Should they release one? I'm right in lo- aligned with uh, Hickman on this one. I, I don't want to see a bracket. It's The season stopped when it stopped. I mean, there were things that could have changed the bracket a little bit. If, if you want to pay coaches, I think ADs, any bubble coach that had a legit shot at making the tournament, I would go ahead and pay out because you want to yeah. create the goodwill and what's $50,000 if you're in the grand scheme of things, uh, if we're being honest, with college athletics. So... I would pay out coaches that were obviously making the tournament. Even coaches that were in the bubble where you could be like, hey, if you want one, two games, you're probably getting in. Uh, I'd be generous if I was an AD, but I don't want to see a bracket. I mean, I'm already devastated enough by all the cancellations. I don't don't need more heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I would love to see a bracket because I would love to see teams like Tennessee and North Carolina not make it uh, and to put that as a stain on them. <laughs> Um, but if we're being honest, guys, these ath- athletic directors and whoever's on that committee, they got a whole lot more important things to be working on than to be quarantined in a, a group of more than 10 to try to figure out what the bracket looks like. Um, so I'm with Chris. If you're an AD and you don't pay out a bonus, like I just don't understand why you want that bad publicity and why you want that that headache and that that battle. You're paying a guy over $2 million. Like, what's $25,000? I saw a, or I read a uh, an attorney who was basically like, listen, the letter of most of these contracts, they don't state if you make the, tur- or they don't state if you uh, get a bid to the tournament, it's if you play in the NCAA tournament. And so, by the letter of the law, none of these coaches deserve their bonuses. But again, if you got a coach that you like, and I assume you do if he's making it to the tournament, like, why go down that avenue? Um, so, yeah, no bracket needed. Uh, as a Kentucky fan, we would look at it and either be angry that we had a tough draw or we would be convinced that we would have won it all, and ain't no need for that right now. There's no in-between for a Kentucky fan no. any year. Not in March. Not in March. No, every year it's like, oh, we got screwed. Or like, man, we're winning it. Ain't no way around it. <laughs> and let's be honest, we are getting screwed nine out of ten years. Yeah, like that's, our, that's our mentality. That's yeah. my, my favorite year Kentucky got screwed is they got paired up with Arizona out west, and uh, fans were pissed about this second second round matchup uh, against Arizona, and Kentucky went on to lose in the first round. So oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I don't remember that one. I remember the one recently where we were matched up with Arizona and Buffalo beat Arizona in the first or round. Maybe that was it. That could have been it. I don't remember. Kentucky doesn't lose in the first round. We're not Duke. But they got sent out west, and people were bitching about that, and they were paired up with Arizona, who was a really good team that got seated at a four-line or something like that. So, While we're on this, I do hate how they do the geographic um, ideas with the bracket because there's only like one or two good teams out west every year. There's only like one or two good teams in the Midwest every year. Every good team is in the east. Or while we're talking about the tournament, can we agree that it should go back to 64 teams? Yes. There's the playing games are completely 100%. useless. And also, I think they should just seed everybody one through six, like just rank them one through 64 and just put them on the bracket. doesn't matter if you've played them. Like, I hate how they're like, oh, these guys played in, in November. We don't want to pair them up in the first round. I, nobody cares about that at all. Just, just, just rank them one to 64 and put them on the bracket. Yeah, I mean, if they had just did everybody by geography, you have Gonzaga as the one out west and San Diego State as the two, and everybody looks at that and says, this is the easiest bracket in the history of the tournament. Like, 
the uh, you know making making anybody have to host in Washington or wherever they do out west to me is a bit ridiculous. But NCAA is considering allowing seniors, basically giving everybody an extra year of eligibility who had their seasons come to an end. Chris, are you pro? Are you chugging this, sipping this, or are you um, pouring this one out? It, it came out today that winter sports would not get an extra year. Uh, I'm I'm for that. Uh, spring sports should get it should be treated as a redshirt year, a medical redshirt because it, I mean it is their season they get short due to medical reasons. Uh, I think they should get a medical redshirt for this year, all spring sports. I don't think you can say that it was due to medical reasons. I think it was due to administrative but, reasons. Coronavirus isn't a medical reason. Nobody, no, no, none of those athletes had the coronavirus. Don't tell us, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Touche. Um, I'm totally pouring this out. You guys have heard me rant about this all week. I think it's ridiculous. Um, you know, there's so much that goes into it from a recruiting standpoint, from a coaches coming and going standpoint. We're basically trying to put together and keep together this magic that some teams may have had for their one last year. I mean, it's all got to come to an end at some point. It sucks that it's this way. Um, but there's too many. I mean, even Greg Sankey said the logistics of doing this for spring sports is absurd. Why they're trying to do that so that some kid can have his senior night uh, to uh, me just seems it seems like a lot. I'm, I'm going to cut Hickman off from Gillen for a second. Also, I don't understand why you're hating on college kids getting an extra year in college. I mean, I I took damn near nine years to graduate college. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just because kids get an extra year in college, like that, especially with the economy the way it is. I mean, I would be like, stay in college an extra year, get try to go towards your master's. Uh, I don't think an extra year of college is a big deal. If it, it's high school, I'd be like, get out of here. Like, there's no need for that. It is what it is. Move on to college. College is definitely better in high school. But in college, I'm like, if the guys stay in college next year, who does it hurt? I don't know who it hurts. Well, for all those college kids spring breaking down in Florida, it potentially could hurt, could hurt everybody when they show <laughs> back up to campus, Chris Collette. <laughs> Hickman, where you stand? I don't have a hard opinion, honestly. Um, I lean more towards... Um, like give the extra year of eligibility. I'm with Chris. Like as far as like, I don't think it really hurts anybody. Um, that being said, I didn't dive into how equitable it is, but um, especially as a Tennessee basketball fan, I would be thrilled to have that year. <laughs> bring bring him on. It'd be uh, quite a year next year. Yeah, I feel like so many spring sports struggle with the whole scholarship limit and all that. And then again, everybody's going to say, "Well, then the coaches all need extra scholarships." No, no, you don't. Like. You know, here comes Logan again. Hate my getting college kids scholarships. <laughs> you just just need to pay them and let them let them go. Um, but while we're talking about college sports, guys, Rick Patino is the coach at Iona. Chris, Chuck Zipperpore, Rick Patino, the Rick Patino era at Iona. I'm going to sip it. Um, gosh he's gonna win games he's probably gonna get him in trouble he's probably gonna hook up with some random girl in an italian restaurant in new york city well, there's no probable about that um, it's guaranteed happened yeah. last night <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna sip it. it it is what it is it's probably a perfect place for patino to be at this point of his life uh if we're being honest with it logan shaking his head i don't know i don't know where he expects patino to be i mean I want to seems like the perfect place, so I'll sip it. Well, he just tweeted last night that Greece has got to be his favorite place in the world's best country, so maybe he should hang out in Greece a little bit longer. <laughs> Hickman, where are you in uh, when, in the Rick Patino saga? Oh, my gosh. Um, first of all, you mentioned win games. Let me ask you this. When is the last time Iona made the tournament? I mean, they've been decent, decent lately. They have made the last five. So they're not bad. Like yeah. they're already pretty decent. Their, their coach had health issues. That's why he stepped down. That's I mean that's that's a bummer. Well, their new um, coach is a vampire. He also has health issues during the day. <laughs> can, can we, is it a contract where he cannot wear a white suit? 
Oh, he's wearing a white suit day one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, I'm going to chug it for entertainment value as a decision by uh. my own. I'm going to have a hard pour because, because you're, I mean, you're right. There's absolutely going to be, like, he could still have the show clause and you know that you're going to see him with, you know, 20 year old Michaela at a uh, at a bar somewhere in in uh, in New York, uh, it's going to be an absolute disaster. So bad call by Iona. Um, I will take the entertainment value though. You're Iona. Come on now. Agree. Yeah, this is this is a hard pour for me, guys. I one think it's very likely that when Louisville gets their punishment from the NCAA that Patino and several other coaches will have uh, show cause penalties on them. And all this will be for not for Mr. Iona. Um, I just don't understand if you're the NCAA, how you want, like what good is it for Rick Patino to be back in college basketball? Um, I do love that he has decided he wants to play Kentucky, but does not want to play Louisville for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> I, I hope Kentucky schedules that brings him back into Rupp where the last time he was in Rupp, he flipped all the fans the bird, um, and he can get booed off, off the court and hopefully doesn't pull in Evansville. I was going to say. While he's there. <laughs> I own it a little better in Evansville these days. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, guys, we're talking the most unique of scandals anybody can come up with. He's paying players. He's bringing in strippers. Um, I mean, Patino, Patino does it all. Um and somehow has yet to take responsibility for anything. He doesn't need to be in college sports. Uh, I do think he's a heck of a coach, and he will win at Iona. Um, but, man, hard poor for why anybody would want to want to bring this guy into their college campus. <laughs> he belongs at Ole Miss. It's just, a, I mean, let's just, just send him there. It just fits the culture. Uh, he, he belongs at, like, Tennessee Christian University or something like that. That's where he belongs. <laughs> He should Speak coach pro basketball in Greece. I think we yes. figured it out. <laughs> he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Guys, a couple things that I have learned this week. Um, evidently, every CEO in America has decided that we all need to know how they're responding to the COVID-19, what their coronavirus plan is. Hickman, why in the world... Am I getting five emails a day from every CEO in America telling me that their stores are sanitizing everything and they're working hard and they would still appreciate my business? It's just because they have to. That's that's all I can say. Now, it makes a little more sense that I get one from Chipotle, but why Advanced Auto Parts needs to send me one, I'm not as clear. (laughs) UPS sent me one today. I don't care, man. I mean, I just want to make sure those wiper blades are sanitized, but uh, I don't know. That's uh, it's what they've got to do because then it becomes a story. It's like, oh, did you hear the Burger King didn't send one out? They must not care. They must not be sanitizing those burgers. They don't care. <laughs> True. That's a good point. Yeah, I have. That's that's. Yeah, I don't have a Burger King account. They don't have my email address, so maybe that's it. I wonder if like Captain D sends it out or Crystal, because we know Crystal's not sanitizing anything. We've established <laughs> that, right? Have you all seen the fake uh, Golden Corral one? No, there's a fake Golden. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> They've got to shut down. How can a buffet like that? Be? <laughs> this is hilarious. I'll read it once I find oh, it. Oh gosh, Golden Corral! I, uh, Chris, there you go. While you're looking for that, uh, breaking news. I was just sent this message. Oh, no. That was the biggest move in Survivor history. I don't know what's going on in Survivor, but it just got crazy, boys. McClure, Texas tomorrow. Let us know what's going on. (laughs) Uh, I hate Survivor, by the way. Here's a Golden Corral letter. There is an F-bomb in there, so I apologize in advance. (laughs) Um, To our loyal customers... We're not going to bullshit you about safety precautions because, <laughs> frankly, we don't have any. Our customers fear nothing, not even death. If they did, they wouldn't be eating at the fucking Golden Corral. Hell, have you seen our chocolate fountain? We literally just let kids stick their filthy, dirty, covered arms into that sucker. Haven't cleaned it since 1982. We hope you will continue to visit us and tempt fate for many years to come. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Because my favorite <laughs> thing about these emails is... I mean, 
pretty much every CEO just copies and pastes what the last CEO said into theirs and puts their name at the bottom of it. Um, Chris, what's more impactful to you? Uh, the CEO uh, coronavirus emails or the CDC recommending that everybody shave their beard, their beards for the coronavirus. Are we talking like clean shaved? Yeah. I, I haven't used a razor on my face in since I was probably in high school. Uh, I got a little beard trimmer. I, I use it. I don't know, twice a week or so. I, it is what it is. So if it, if it has to be clean shaven, that would be a big deal to me. Lady, ladies love a scruff dog. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just too lazy to actually shave. <laughs> it takes it takes less than a minute to actually just use beard trimmer. You're good to go. If you're actually shaving, it takes like four minutes. So but three minutes matters. Not if you shave in the shower, it doesn't. Hmm. Little little trip, little trick of the trade here from Logan tonight. Shave in the shower. Super fast, super clean. Hickman, you got a little Gandalf the Grey beard going there. Yeah, I do. Are you shaving that thing to keep everybody so I'm safe? Th- I'm thinking it may be time. So I grew a beard 14 years ago, and I have been clean shaven probably four or five times since then. So um, I look about nine <laughs> whenever I'm clean shaven. So my plan so you're was saying always- you could be in the big green. The, or the mean green or whatever that movie is. What's oh, the, that goalie, the, the big green. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I used to get that all the time when I was like 11. So, oh, you look like the goalie from the big green. I can see it. Or the catcher from the sandlot. Same kid. <laughs> okay, I, she I, didn't was, know. I was going to put I, you, I, I was going to put you at fullback for the, for the little giants. Oh gosh. Icebox. Yeah. <laughs> Icebox. <laughs> I thought I thought you were at least going to say the center who called you know who, you know, cleared out some space by ripping a big fart. But hey, we're we're just glad uh, you're not the goalie from uh, the Mighty Ducks these days. Oh, oh my gosh, I have not done any math. So yeah, <laughs> no thievery, no math. No, no, that's a that's a lifetime goal of mine. Um, <laughs> so. My plan was always to get to 40 and then shave, and then maybe I'll look like 35 again. So I may just have to hasten that. My wife does not want me to shave, however, but we'll, we'll see. My, I am getting pretty gray, so it may be time. Maybe time to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting so gray that when I have a little stubble, I notice the black hairs a whole lot more than everything <laughs> else because they're few and far between. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. We're there, guys. guys. We're getting there. I was trying. I figured there's going to be a whole lot of Netflix action, a whole lot of uh, streaming on the on the internet. Uh, some there's videos. a lot of chilling too. Hey hey um, so I was I was trying to find some sort of Chuck Zipper topic, some sort of uh, antidote that would be useful. And I learned that Apple will not let villains in movies use an iPhone. Chris, are you okay with Apple being um, elitist? Elitist, that's a good word, yes. Being elitist with their iPhones? Um, No, I thought this would fall under the Lane Kiffin motto of any publicity is good publicity, so I'm pouring it out. Do better, Apple. Hickman? Uh, I get it. They want to... You know, there's there's enough theories out there that Apple's super evil, so I kind of <laughs> get it. You know, you do as much as you can to distance yourself from the evil. For that matter, I'd probably ban, you know, the Patriots from having iPhones, too. <laughs> Only Microsoft Surface for the Patriots. <laughs> I, I hope y'all just check your phone. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, McClure. <laughs> Oh, that made my day. Pretty good. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm with Chris on this one. Um, I mean, I think if you're Apple, you want it to look like everybody in the world uses an iPhone. When I'm watching a movie, I don't notice what phone because I assume everybody has an iPhone. If I'm getting a green text message from you, I'm not saving your number in my phone because you (laughs) are a serial killer. Um, it's spam. (laughs) You are spam. (laughs) It It is not registering in my phone, so... Guys, we got oh, two more. Chris, before we go, 
I'm going to be sharing some pictures on the Facebook of loyal listener Jeremy Mackey. Um, one of the podcasts I listened to, uh, One Lane Road Podcast, I talked about it before on the podcast. The guy that runs their account, Dustin Kennedy, shared a couple. He shared a couple of pictures of good old Jeremy Mackey. And these two pictures, I, I got to ask which one's the better one. So you'll see him on the Facebook page here shortly. Give me some feedback. This guy, he is a. He I think I saw of, the Stone Cold one, right? Yeah, the Stone Cold one. He's all of five foot five inches tall. Oh, uh, big boy. He, yeah, he's five. He's he's a FedEx driver. Also, share a story about him. It, it makes puts him in good light. So he's a good boy. He he's he he's one of my friends. Uh, love hanging out with him, especially at a bar in Cookville. Uh, but there's two pictures on Facebook of him that are just classic Jeremy Mackey. So I'm gonna need y'all's feedback on which one's the better picture. Okay, we'll, we'll be on there. We'll be we'll be providing the comments on there, guys. We still got probably a month or two maybe three without sports oh don't remind me it's but luckily when it comes to the sports nuts and beer guts podcast this is when we shine guys um it is. we get we get more feedback mm-hmm. talking about little debbies and mcchickens than we do talking about nfl tom free brady. Agency and yeah. Tom true. brady yeah um how he's clearly the goat so Ooh. if you ha- if you have some topics that come to you throughout the week, feel free to uh, to put it on the Facebook page. We get a lot of good feedback on there. Um, we're also on the Twitters. You can DM either one of us. Uh, if you got some topics you want us to debate, something you want us to explain to you, we are here for it because we're all in this together, uh, and we, we will get through this unprecedented waters here in, in 2020. But by George, we will survive. So, till next week, this is episode 32, the Shactus, the Big Aristotle, the Diesel Superman. This was the Shaquille O'Neal podcast.